0: In the first days of the full-scale war of Russia against Ukraine, there were lines of thousands of Ukrainian volunteers standing in front of recruitment centers. They were ready to protect their country from invasion immediately. Those who didn't become soldiers started helping on the front lines in other ways. Evacuating civilians, collecting and bringing humanitarian aid, housing people who were fleeing from the war, making camouflage nets and cooking for volunteers. Every volunteer has their own story. A story of a human who did and keeps doing everything they can so that Ukraine wins this war. From the very beginning of the full-scale invasion, the Team of War Stories from Ukraine project has been documenting testimonies and experiences of people who live in Ukraine. We are translating the stories into more than 14 languages so that the human dimension of the war is seen and understood by people abroad. During the past few months, we have been able to record more than a hundred stories. Those of people who experienced occupation, lost their loved ones and homes, survived themselves and saved families. Those who are staying in the occupied villages and towns. Those coming back home after evacuating. Those who have nowhere to return to. Those who are protecting their country and doing their jobs. We want to show the human face of this war. The story of Alexander Drimanov from Rih is a story of someone who had every reason to do nothing but take care of his own health and safety. His story is a story of courage and strength. 46-year-old Alexander had all the formal reasons to stay away from the war that Russia is waging against Ukraine. Two years ago, he was diagnosed with lung cancer. Since then, he's had 40 chemo sessions. He was rejected both by the army and by the Territorial Defense Forces due to his medical condition. Moreover, the man has a 12-year-old son. They told me to dig trenches. I would make one or two digs with a shovel and fall from exhaustion. I thought it would be easier to make Molotov cocktails, but the fumes made me cough and suffocate. They forced me out. Finally, he saw an ad from some volunteers looking for a driver. Before he got his diagnosis, Alexander has worked as a minicab driver and a trucker. So he offered his services. His task was to deliver humanitarian supplies to the Ukrainian troops based near an occupied city in the south of Ukraine. The volunteer girl asked me if I realized that any trip may turn into a one-way trip. I said I did, but I had nothing to lose. My cancer would kill me anyway, Alexander recalls. Naturally, the girl cried. The man loaded medicines into his old red car. He asked his neighbours to look after his son in case he wouldn't come back and set off. After he passed the first checkpoints, he realised there would be no support, no corridor and no communication. After the last Ukrainian checkpoint, there was an empty road covered with snow. While driving, I tried to distract myself and think about the landscape. But deep inside, I felt horror, Alexander says. Still, I never thought of driving back. At the crossing, I could pick either the road through the village or the detour. I took the detour. I saw a gas station with parked cars and people drinking coffee. No military. So I drove on. He had driven one and a half kilometres when three men, wearing spotted Russian uniforms, ran out into the road and started shooting. Alexander made a sharp turn and rushed back. I think they would have shot me dead if they wanted to, but it looked more like a warning. They didn't want me to drive further. Only on the way back he noticed bullet holes in other cars at the gas station. The men sitting there turned out to be the local hunters. They held the line and stole Russian military equipment whenever they could. At last, Alexander arrived at the destination and delivered the precious cargo. The stressful experience he had left him stuttering. But he kept on delivering humanitarian supplies for the soldiers. Would you stop if you were me? When armed people break into your home and they think they can kill you, rob you, Humiliate you? My son doesn't want me to go. I try to leave when he's still asleep. It's him I fear for, Alexander says. After the war, Alexander dreams to overcome cancer, get back to work, save money for a new car, and stay independent. Now he is paid 1934 grivnas, about $65 per month, as a disabled person. He also takes part-time jobs. His family helps him with his therapy. I believe in our victory. Even if you are ill, disabled or crippled, you still must try to do what you can. None of us should hide, Alexander says. In the first hundred days of the full-scale invasion, the Russians damaged 616 hospitals and completely destroyed 101 hospitals. The authorities of Russia have seized around 200 ambulance vehicles. The World Health Organization says that since Russia attacked Ukraine on the 24th of February, at least 3,000 people with chronic illnesses have died due to not getting medical help on time. And still, Ukraine has been fighting Russia for four months now, fighting for the freedom and democracy of all the Western world.